Hello, Ball Pit Babies. I'm Cherokee McAnally, head of entertainment at Tumblr and person who metaphorically lives in the Dashcon Ball Pit. And I'm Lauren Chippen, professional writer and someone who's in the Ball Pit with Cherokee, just hiding underneath, completely submerged <laughs> in the balls. <laughs> And this is Dashboard Diaries, a podcast for you, the folks who are in this internet ball pit with us. Oh, nice. <laughs> we talk about what's going on on our favorite hell site, get into what we like to call tumblelore, do fandom deep dives, and share the times that we've gone feral over a new ship. And we have a, a very special guest today, somebody who had an enormous impact on Tumblr and Tumblr history. But first, Cherokee. Supernatural update. Lay it on me. Oh, yeah. Get ready, Lauren. This week's episode of Supernatural, season one, episode six. The official episode name is Skin, but I am dubbing the episode Me, Myself, and I. Oh. Uh, and you will know why in a moment. So this week's demon of the week is a, um, is a shapeshifter. And what was going on in this week's episode was this shape, like Dean and Sam get called back, you know, to their roots, back to, I think, Dean or Sam's friend there, whose brother has been arrested for murder. Uh, mm. They think he murdered his his girlfriend, but he wasn't there at the time. And but people saw him going in and it turns out there's this shapeshifter going around and uh, murdering people, but like looking like the familiar and a very interesting episode. You know, um, one of my favorite Josie and the Pussycats original movie soundtrack songs is called Shape Dif- Shapeshifter. <laughs> Side note. Incredible. For, Thank for you. anyone who are wondering. <laughs> um, but uh, to take you through this episode, um, one favorite, one thing I really enjoyed was there were a lot of dramatic music sequences, mm. really like some great emo music montages, emo music montage fights, really beautifully done. Uh, I love a hometown history episode, of mm-hmm. course. And this week's sleep paralysis demon is myself. Oh, oh. because it's a shapeshifter, oh. right? Right? Oh, mm. yeah. Confronted I, with yourself. <laughs> I kept thinking, I, I was thinking two things I was thinking about during this episode. And one being when I was like, my sleep paralysis demon was myself. I remember I thought of Haunting at Hill House and Bent Neck Girl. God, yeah. Uh, right? I know. That's just like, if you know, if you know, you know. And if you don't, watch that with watch a friend. It. Yeah. <laughs> with all the lights on. Yeah. Um, but then I was also thinking there should be a supernatural CSI crossover. There should have been, because how cool would it have been if they get to a scene and then they get it, they gotta call in Sam and Dean because this this case. Looks like it's a, you know, supernatural murderer. Uh, I, <laughs> I would have. I love that idea. Right? Sam and, and Dean like, as side characters, as guest stars on, on CSI. Right? Could you imagine? And like, the great thing is, like, it could. They could have really leaned in and been like, no, they're not allowed on this crime scene. So they get getting chased, keep getting chased off. Maybe one of them gets like interrogated. Like, I mean, I think it would be. And also this, like, this, you know, shapeshifter obviously, like, shapeshifts into Dean and then, you know, goes and, like, attempts to commit a murder. And so, like, Dean's face is, like, everywhere. Uh, and they're like, have you seen, you know, have you seen him? And then the shapeshifter dies at the end as Dean. So they think that the murderer is dead. But my big question is, is Dean wanted for murder for the rest of the series because of this? Or do they think he's dead? I don't know. 
Who can say? I'm saying okay. nothing. It does come up again, though. Okay, Lauren, that was a really whimsical shrug right there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will also say that the moment you started, the moment you said the word shapeshifter, I was like, oh my gosh, I remember this episode with startling clarity, even though I don't necessarily remember that meant that much of season one at this point, because the shapeshifters come up a couple of times, like as creatures in Supernatural, and they're so gross. <laughs> So they rip their the, skin the, off. I to hate shape it so shift. much. Ugh. It's really the the practical it's effects were done real well. Done real really gross well. Yeah, in this they're episode. very very gross. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I think that is actually. I wrote. I respect the effort the shape shifting takes vis a vis ripping off the skin uh, as one of my notes. <laughs> ten out of ten technique. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? If you're, if, at least they're working for it. You know, at least yeah. it's not just like you can snap your fingers, you know, and become a new person. They really gotta, they gotta There's grow effort. into it. Yeah. Which yeah. I, which I respect though. Disgusting. <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking forward to finding out where these, uh, where all this will come up later. Mm. Find out, find out next week or maybe in three to five years. We don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> really hard to say. I honestly we, couldn't yeah. tell you. <laughs> Hello, Dashers. It's Lauren. This week in Tumblr vibes, the dancing pumpkin man. You know the one. I am him. He is me. We are all the dancing pumpkin man. If you enjoy this show and want to show us a little love, we would so appreciate you leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts where they let you leave reviews. Also, tell a friend. We'll be back to the show in a moment, but first, a word from our sponsor. All right, and this week is part two of our DashCon Walk Down Memory Lane, and we have a really, really special guest with us today. We have Lachlan O'Neill, who is the person who began this all. Lachlan, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. I'm happy to be here. So we'll get into the origin of DashCon soon, but I would love to just hear first about how you as a Tumblr user came to Tumblr, how you were using it, and especially how you were using it in 2013-2014. Absolutely. So yeah, as far as Tumblr goes, um, I remember I think I was 15 at the time, and my best friend, Rachel, who lived a couple houses down, she would come over, and I would be playing The Sims on my computer, and she would be on her computer just strolling through Tumblr reblogging black and white photos, One Direction fanfic. And I remember looking over and being like, um, this is stupid. This is stupid and this is weird. <laughs> this is lame. Why are you doing this? And she was like, you don't understand. You don't understand. This is, this is fun. This is cool. This is what everybody's doing. And I thought it was lame. So <laughs> at the time I was breeding rabbits and I was also breeding mice. And um, I kind of just started taking pictures of my mice because I had to get rid of the rabbits. And I was like, wait a minute, I can use Tumblr to share my mouse, <laughs> to share my mouse photos. Aww. So I started a Tumblr. My original Tumblr was called micearenice.tumblr.com. Oh, that's the best. <laughs> and like, I distinctly remember my first post and it was just like, a house is not a house without a fancy mouse. And it was just like one of those live, laugh, love signs that I saw <laughs> on like a mouse forum. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> And I would go on Tumblr and I would post my overly edited mouse photos and um, I would like, like blog, like, wow, 
I just got a really cool gray satin mouse today. Let's look at this genetic combo. And I had no, <laughs> I had one follower and that was my friend, Rachel. Of course, she never interacted with my mouse stuff. Um, so that's how it started. And unfortunately, the mice didn't really work out. But then I stumbled on to the fandom side of Tumblr. And that's when things started rolling. What was yeah. the fandom that drew you into fandom side of Tumblr, if you don't mind sharing? I think it was Hitalia, oh, like the anime, yeah. <laughs> because I had um, I had another friend who I had met, an online friend that I had met through one of my real life friends, and she had gotten the both of us into Hitalia, and I was just super into it. And I didn't make the connection that there was going to be fandom stuff on Tumblr. I thought it was just One Direction and black and white photos and my pictures of mice. So when I found this app, I was, I was super excited. And then I started like using the, uh, the search feature. It was like searching my home state and my hometown to like find other people who lived near me. And I did actually find somebody and she's still like my best friend 10 years later. But yeah. (laughs) Amazing. Oh, the Tumblr connections are forged in fire and they last so long. That I also that is the most unique uh, joining Tumblr story I think I've heard is like joining Tumblr to to blog about your mice. I love that. Yeah, and it's so. <laughs> I'd love how, to how find some of that you? old mouse content. Yes. How old was I? I was fifteen. I think I just turned fifteen because this was okay. in March. God, that's yeah. so. That's just so so sweet. I I, I love <laughs> that you were just on there sharing sharing mice photos. Yeah, <laughs> that's just the best. And how long how long were you on Tumblr before you like came up with the dash like the idea for DashCon? Kind of how did how did that get started? Because it seems like pretty recently after you joined Tumblr, three, three about about three months. Yeah, wow. no way. Um, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I move fast. <laughs> You're not messing around. <laughs> so I like I met my best friend Aaron, and I was like, oh my god you can, you can meet people. There are wonderful people on Tumblr that you can meet. My parents were wrong about meeting strangers on the internet. This is great. (laughs) And I had just in April gone to my first ever anime con. My dad like came into my room and was like, get out of your bed, put on your pink wig. I'm going to leave you at anime convention. And he did. And I had such a good time. Like I walked in there and I looked like crap, but there was somebody (laughs) else who was cosplaying the same character, Pinkie Pie from My Little Pony as me. And she looked beautiful. She was amazing. And she was so nice to me. She was like, oh my gosh, are they Pinkie Pie? It's so good to see you here. And I felt so welcome. And I was like, wow, conventions are great. Tumblr is great. And then I think the straw that broke the camel, the camel's back into me starting DashCon was I saw a post that was like, what if there was a Tumblr convention? What if we had booths and panels for every single fandom? And at this point, I'd gone to two conventions. One was an anime convention. One was a rabbit breeders convention and I was confident in my ability to start the convention. So, I mean, two really unique fandoms too. So, you know, it's like you had been going to conventions from, for different, from different spaces. Yeah. Why not create one? Yeah. (laughs) So you saw that post and then what was the first post that you made kicking off the DashCon conversation? I... Well, first I made a website. I went on freewebs.com and I made a website. It was called TumbleCon USA. And then I made the blog and I was just like, hey, I'm starting a Tumblr convention. Who wants to be on staff? (laughs) And that was it. And that was it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. The rest is history. (laughs) (laughs) So 
how soon after you made that post did you get applications essentially for people to be on staff? Um, that that day, I remember being at a pizza restaurant outside Zoo Atlanta. I consumed like five orange sodas and I was just like reading through all the messages and like reading it out loud to my dad, like, dad, there, are, you know, I have, you know, 50 messages in my inbox. I have a thousand notes on this post. I'd never had this many notes or followers or messages. And I was so excited. Yeah. And I was like, yes, this is going to happen. I, I knew it. I'm so good at this. Was there a, a, a sort of tipping point from the initial like excitement around it and then building the convention with the people who joined on where, you know, at, at some point the, the uh, adults, like the literal adults mm -hmm. in the room started to kind of take things over. Like, was there a moment where you felt you were stepping back or stepping to the side a little bit? I think it was probably mid February of 2013. So I had been living in Columbia, South Carolina and up until then, I had like been doing Skype meetings with all the other teens that were on our staff. <laughs> and I, I remember wearing a blonde wig like Hannah Montana in order to conceal my identity for the sake of internet safety. Oh my um, gosh. So. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. So then I moved to Denver with my dad in February. So I was offline for like two, three weeks while mm. we were waiting to get Wi-Fi. We were driving across the country. And when I came back, um, most of the teens were just gone. And it was like real adults, like wow. um, Roxanne. And I think Meg was already there. And I was like, hi, who are you people? Because I just like went back to answering messages. Like I hadn't gone. And they were like, who are you? And I was like, uh, I'm Lachlan. Who are you? Like, why, why are you here? And they were like, oh, well, we're adults. And we're going to you know, put in money to make this convention a thing. And that's why we had to get rid of all the teenagers. And I was like, that's cool. But you're not getting rid of me. I'm here. Yeah. I started this and I'll sue you. So yes. um, that's how I ended up. I think the only, yeah, I was the only under 18 staffer, volunteer, anything on the whole staff. Because I was like, this is my idea. And I will end you. Um, really wish I had not been so gung-ho on this convention clearly because it didn't turn out great but uh yeah was there a moment in the planning where you felt like things maybe weren't going the way that you wanted or where you sort of were like getting nervous about how the convention was actually going to go not until I actually got to Chicago and like a couple days in because everything was fine um it got a little weird when steam power giraffe got involved and then got uninvolved mm -hmm. but I just was like oh that's just I'm up in the road but when we actually got to Chicago after a few days there was kind of this rift that had formed between the adult owners so there was Meg and Kane and then there was Angela who was kind of like Meg's assistant and then on the other side there was Roxanne and there was Amber and Amber had come in all the way from Australia and Meg brought in Kane kind of like a couple months before the convention started and she and Kane basically teamed up and told Roxanne uh you're gonna be the secretary now we've like assigned leadership positions on this new contract you need to sign it Meg was like I'm the president Kane is the vice president Roxanne you're the secretary and I was there for that and I was like that's weird that is weird mm -hmm. and clearly Rox thought it was weird too and that's that's when I noticed the social dynamic had kind of just shifted in a negative way. Yeah. 
But up until that, I had not noticed anything at all. And as for the convention itself, you know, I think I think all of our listeners who are Tumblr users and who heard the the uh, our last guest talking about DashCon sort of know what the experience was for attendees and obviously what the experience was in terms of watching things go down on Tumblr as it was happening. What was your experience at DashCon? Like, what what do you remember from the the weekend? I remember Friday. They had me running con ops. I had never had any experience running con ops, running anything. I had no customer service experience. I had only like worked in laboratories up until mm-hmm. then. So I was all alone. I was there alone for hours, just helping people. People would start to get angry because they're like, oh, you know, you never respond to our email or we um, were not told where to go. We can't find badge check-in. Can you take us to where it is? And I remember I did take someone to badge check-in and I came back and Kane was there and he yelled at me. He yelled at me for like leaving my position. I remember just being in tears because I was like, I've been here all day. I've not even had a bathroom break. I've not had any lunch. I'm starving. I'm tired. And you're going to yell at me because I was helping somebody. And once I like explained anybody who was mad what was going on, they were like, oh my God, no, you're fine. Mm -hmm. Because most people are, you know, reasonable good people yeah yeah but um yeah and I just I kept remembering like asking people please bring me some lunch like I remember texting Roxanne like please bring me some lunch or Mag like can you can I eat can I take a break can I take a nap and they'd be like oh your food's coming your food's coming your food's coming and it never came and so I went all day without eating and then finally when con ops closed for the night I had to go to my hotel room put on full troll paint and Mm -hmm. uh go to the ask a homestuck panel and I was doing that panel and about halfway through, Kane, who was the Gamzee on the panel, left. And then about mm, three fourths of the way through, Roxanne came and she kind of like motioned for me to go into the um, like back hallways of the convention center. Mm-hmm. And she told me that they were out of money. They were out of money, that the hotel had uh, changed the contract because it had been that we were going to like pay the hotel at the end of the weekend because mm-hmm. we had door sales. But she was like, well, they changed it the last minute and we have to raise $17,000 or we're going to be kicked out of the hotel. And I just was in tears again um, for the second time that day. Luckily, I'd sealed my makeup so nothing was running. But I had to go out and we got everybody into the ballroom and I got up on stage and one of the people, it was either Kane or Meg, was like, here's a paper bag. I need you to collect money. So I was just holding up a paper bag in full gray paint and horns being like, I have a bag, put the money in the, put the money in the bag. Cause that's a great look. Um, <laughs> just like put the money in the bag, please. <laughs> and I mean, that is like such a, it's like ridiculously stressful situation. Mm-hmm. Like I think I would have like left hours before you, you know, like, you know, like if, if I was like put in a scenario that you were like, that sounds just horribly stressful, especially without the support. Do you think it would have like been different or how do you think it would have been different if like the initial like group that you were working with of like your peers uh, would have gone through and been able to like plan, plan the event? Mm. Uh, if it were teenagers, I don't think it ever would have happened um, at all. We were all minors, so we can't sign a contract. We don't have money. And that's that. Um, But I also think that even if the same group that ran DashCon were to, you know, run it, if they had it at a smaller location, like I've been to cons at like a Ramada or something, Mm -hmm. 
and uh, they're they're small. Mm-hmm. But if we did something like that, I think it would have worked. I think it would have been yeah. fine. I think the mistake was getting that really, really big hotel. It was mm-hmm. huge. There were TVs in the bathroom mirrors. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is that is very fancy. Yeah. In thinking about that weekend, obviously, it sounds like, you know, Friday was a very, very stressful day. And you were also, what, 16, 17 through all of this? I was 17 at the time, yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's just, that's having to deal with that much stuff, especially that much like customer-facing stuff and angry people must have been so, so stressful. When you think of the the whole weekend, is there any moment that sticks out as like a particularly fun or happy moment or a moment where, where you were like, oh, this is what I had been hoping for. And if, if, if this all could just be this one moment, then Dashcom would have been success. All the attendees were mm. so nice. They were so nice. They were so wonderful. Um, I remember when the con first started, because uh, I would just try to take like run to the bathroom to you know, when I was in the con ops, but the people that I would run into were so nice. When I saw people like chatting in the hallway, they were so nice. And I just remember thinking, oh my gosh, this is great. This is exactly what I want it to be. Mm-hmm. Which goes back to, if it was at a smaller convention center, it would have been perfect because mm-hmm, we had yeah. the great attendees. Mm-hmm. We just blew the budget. Yeah. And I, I know that, you know, after the fact, I can't imagine that, um, many people online were as nice to you as as people were in person at the convention. In terms of your relationship to being the person who like started DashCon, like mm-hmm. now, now that it's, it's a, a, you know, a little bit further behind you, you seem open to talking about it. Mm-hmm. When it comes up, how do people react? Does it come up in your real life, this, this part of, of, um, of your, your history? It very rarely comes up in my real life. Yeah. Uh, it did come up at work. When my manager saw a video on her for you page about DashCon, and I came in the next day, and she was like, "Hey, so tell me about the vomit." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god, how'd you how'd you hear about that?" But she thought it was funny. She thought it was great, and she was like, "That's such a you thing. That's awesome." Or like one of my coworkers said the other day, I was watching my favorite, you know, Sim YouTuber, and they mentioned the DashCon ball pit, and then I thought of you. That's great. And I'm like, oh me. <laughs> so people are, they find it humorous. I think that enough time has passed that mm. it's funny. I mean, it's still super cringe, but it's, it's really funny. Um, I don't get death threats anymore, which is Thank great. God. Um, that was like two years of just awfulness, Oh gosh! but now it's just people laugh. Do you laugh about it? Do you think it's, it's funny in retrospect? I think the aftermath is funny. Mm-hmm. I think the memes are funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the fact that everybody else finds it funny is great. I don't think that it's funny that so many people donated um, after being told they would get their money back and then never did. I don't think that's funny. Yeah. Um, because when maybe it was Meg who said they're going to give it back, somebody said they're going to give it back. I truly believe that they would. Yeah. And I. It just, it doesn't seem cool to me. I mean, they didn't have any money to give back. So mm-hmm. it's, sometimes people say that it's a scam. And I, I really don't think it was a scam. Yeah. I mean, all the money really did go straight to the hotel. It's yeah. just kind yeah. of sad. In terms of Tumblr now, 
Are you on Tumblr now? If you are, what's your um, Tumblr experience these days? I am on Tumblr now, very, very rarely. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I mostly use it to like look up old things that I've reblogged and saved and like my references tag. So art mm-hmm. references, sewing references. Um, or if I just want to scroll at three in the morning, but I never really reblog anything. I feel like since maybe the end of 2016, people kind of just disappeared. Like there's not the same sense of community anymore. Mm. And I don't know if it's because so many people jump ship after the NSFW ban, um, but it just, it never felt the same. And I wasn't able to like get back into it. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, some people think that I got off Tumblr completely because of DashCon and that's not true. I pretty much got off Tumblr because there was really nothing anymore. Yeah. Are you still involved in fandom, would you say? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I still go to conventions. Um, I went to a convention at the end of July. Um, I'm planning to go to a convention in December. And I went to a con last year. Like, I was invited as a guest just to talk about Dashcon. So absolutely. Like, I love Batman. I love comics. And, and, and when you went and spoke uh, at the convention about Dashcon, like, how did you feel it was being received by, you know, people in the room? Like you said, like, people like to you know, they laugh about it and look back now, like, was it a positive experience to go and speak on it? It was really positive. The convention organizer was actually the moderator for this panel. And he had made kind of like uh, a slideshow and he, you know, took a lot of care to make sure that um, I wasn't being asked anything that was like an attack, Mm -hmm. that he was just trying to be like, this is what happened. Mm -hmm. This is really what happened with Dashcon. And I really appreciated that. And people had questions and they were all really respectful about it. And yeah, I think it went really well. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. It does, it does seem like the internet's perspective on it and even Tumblr's sort of internal perspective on it as like a, not that the Tumblr user base is a monolith, but as much Mm -hmm. as it can be, has shifted to, I mean, I, I think even the way that, that, that I, that I've seen in the blogs I interact with, it's, it's not even really considered cringe anymore it's like kind of this like beloved part of tumblr's yes. history because i think i think there's been a new embracing of earnestness in the last mm-hmm. couple of years which i i mean both cherokee and i like that's what the show is supposed to be right we're, we're here to be earnest we're not here to, yeah. to to pretend that being cringy is a bad thing um, embracing the cringe exactly yes. embracing <laughs> the cringe that's what I try so to do. It's, it's good yeah. to it's good to hear that that translates into your experiences like in person as well and do you think uh you know, would you ever throw an event like a fandom event or try to, you know, plan something like that again? Uh, oh, absolutely with... not. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Happy to attend. only. Attendee only. <laughs> event planning is not for me, which is funny enough because like now I'm getting my degree in hospitality and tourism management. So I'm taking a bunch more oh, cool. classes on event planning. And there's like a whole section on conventions and I'm just like, I don't want to do this. I don't want this. I'm literally only getting this degree because it's free. And I put a bunch of like different free degree options on a pie chart. Let my raccoon pick one out. And that's what she chose. So I trust her. Should be made that way. Yeah. That's awesome. What's your raccoon's name? Her name is Moonshine. Moonshine? Moonshine oh. the raccoon. Oh, yeah. That is excellent. And she does she hang out in your house with you? She does. Yeah. She has her own bedroom. She's in there right now. So she doesn't oh my gosh. bother me. Moonshine, living it up. I love that. How many, well, you mentioned a lot of pets too. I know it's completely off topic, but I'm just interested because I love animals. Like how many pets do you have? What's your 
Like, so uh, I have two cats, I have a ragdoll and I have a tortoiseshell, and then I have Moonshine, the raccoon. And then I also work in an exotic pet sanctuary. So I'm always wow. around foxes, like red foxes and Arctic foxes. There's a bobcat, coyote, lots more raccoons. I had to go down to Chattanooga yesterday to pick up an Arctic fox that somebody just set loose. Oh, um, so yeah, my car just smells really gross right now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm always around animals. That is oh my so gosh, that is cool. so cool. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah, throw, you can throw an animal convention. <laughs> yeah, would you ever go to another rabbit breeder convention or, 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 or be involved in a rabbit breeder convention? I think that uh, I don't breed rabbits anymore, but I would absolutely be involved in an animal convention. There apparently are some for like animal influencers that my friends have gone to. Oh, and I'd be willing cool. to go to educate about exotic pet ownership. So yeah. I actually love to do that. Um, but I would love to throw like a Dashcon themed raccoon party because ball pits, ball pits are such great enrichment for all animals, but especially raccoons. And I want to just get like a big one and put it in the raccoon tower that we have in the sanctuary and just do like a live stream. That's like, it's Dashcon too, but this time it's great. (laughs) And it's just for raccoons. Uh, if you do that, please let me know so I can put it in the radar. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I listened to the podcast, uh, from last week and y'all said that you have a a ball pit in a warehouse in New Jersey. If you're ever looking to get rid of that. We do. I actually, I will look into where the ball pit is it's because, gosh, yeah you know i think it's only right that we that we read that it gets it. given to the yeah. raccoons <laughs> that yeah. it gets given to someone who could really those are raccoons oh my gosh honestly though that would be they love it and i have incredible. to pick up two more next week but you know you can like hide food in there so they'll dig through it and they love to just jump in there and oh oh i think i'm I about to fall into a rabbit love. hole of uh raccoons <laughs> in ball pits <laughs> i love this idea I think those are all my questions about Dashcon Cherokee. Did you have anything else you wanted to know? No, I think I think I know more about Dashcon than I ever thought I would, and I'm so happy to. I like thank you so much for chatting with us, Lachlan. This has been yeah, so much absolutely. fun. And yeah, and we have a couple more uh, little segments as well. We'll start off with the dashboard confessionals. I feel like that rolls right back in. Uh, uh-huh. And so every, yeah, um, I'm sure Lauren Lauren gave you the background, but yeah, every every week we, or every other week, we dive into our archives and look back on something we posted on or around this day on Tumblr uh, back in the day. So what, uh, what do you have for us? You're laughing already, so I'm really <laughs> excited to know. <laughs> um, this is from September of 2015, so a year after DashCon. It says... TFW, you arrive with the pearly gates and St. Peter just looks at you for a man before pulling up your AO3 history in his heavenly MacBook. <laughs> oh gosh. Can you imagine? It would not be good. It would not be good. <laughs> oh what do you think would be the, the, the most bookmarked tag on your AO3 if you want to share? <sighs> isn't too dirty but i just i read a lot of x-men evolution fan fiction which is mm. like a cartoon from i don't know 22 years ago <laughs> and i have been obsessed with it since i was four and i'll just go through and just read several pricks or i'll just reread them over and over again and be like yes this happened this is real this is good i love it i love it oh <laughs> to be judged on the sins of our ao3 bookmarks <laughs> <laughs> cherry what do you have for us this week um, I, as always, could not pick just one post. I 
I know I have a problem and I'm working on it. Your um, Tumblr is just a wealth of, of good stuff. I just went real wild with the reblogs, you know, like 50,000 of them. I can't just pick one. There's so many. So I have, I'm dropping them in the chat right now. The first one here is from 2016. And it is um, when David met David Carp, Tumblr, uh, Tumblr daddy David Carp met Taylor Swift and wore a No It's Becky shirt uh, like at a Taylor Swift concert. And we actually we got these shirts made and like sent them out in our year interview swag that year. Uh, the No, the No It's Becky. So this 2015, actually, I'm correcting myself. Uh, so quality. So good. Quality moment in time there. And then the other one is because we are coming up on October and there was a Skeleton Wars related post. I love that. Had to, and it says, it's from, it's actually, it's from Denny's. And it (laughs) says, Halloween is only several weeks away. You know what that means. Pledge your allegiance to the Skeleton War or else skeletons will blame us if they lose and put bones in all of our soup. It's awful. Just want to say that this was one of the <laughs> contenders that I had to bring on to this segment. Oh, so, <laughs> do you think it's just the time of year? But I I'm, love that. I'm the, so glad that we all have like the same yeah. Tumblr experience, though they're all different in their own ways. <laughs> yes, each a unique snowflake, snowflake, but all still snow. You know? All from the same storm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I I have a a rare. Um, text post from Ooh. me most of my tumblr that i share from um i i'm one of those people who who has littered tumblr with a million blogs for the years and the my friend facing one now the lauren chippen that tumblr.com is mostly for like work stuff and official stuff and that's not what i've been using for my archive i've been using my actual tumblr which is secret <laughs> and it's a tumblr that used to be public and so i purged it like when i turned it to be more hidden. And so I, I rarely come across like organic made by me posts. But September 30th, 2015, um, I just made a, a text post that was, guess who's seeing Hamilton tomorrow? Because I guess that was the the night before I saw Hamilton. And wow. it was just like, it's just like a perfect trapped in amber moment before <laughs> a very specific kind of fandom hit Tumblr. Because this was also oh like, I think gosh. this was two weeks before the cast album dropped. And so mm-hmm. it's like, the, the post got very little interaction because it's like, it you know, it was not the sort of smash hit that it became. Um, and it just reminded me that, like, we will have to do a Hamilton fandom episode oh at some gosh. point, Cherokee, because boy, was that a moment. <laughs> oh, and boy, do I have a part. Uh, boy, am I a participant in that fandom. Let me just say that. Uh, <laughs> did I leave work Excellent. halfway through the day to go see a, a Hamilton matinee and get approval from my boss? Yes. Uh, <laughs> I would expect nothing less from Tumblr as an employer. <laughs> yeah. as an employer. <laughs> They're like, I will fire you if you don't go. <laughs> <laughs> you must do the research. Uh, oh, well, thank you incredible. so much, Lachlan, for sharing your dashboard confessional with us. Yeah, absolutely. Personal Tumblr histories. <laughs> And to round us out, we end every episode with our Feels Corner, which is where we share what's getting us in our feels that particular week, whether it's something we're watching, reading, listening to, what have you. What is getting you in your feels right now, Lachlan? 
So I have been really big into Ride the Cyclone currently. It is a musical. So I actually work, I'm a, a professional theatrical costume designer. I work at a theme park, but basically what? I'm a theater kid. So what can um, you do? <laughs> uh, I'm not good at sports, but um, <laughs> yeah. So I love musical theater and I had heard this cast album, you know, a couple months ago and I was like, this is great. I love this. And then it's now like a trend on TikTok. Like half of my For You page is just Ride the Cyclone um, cosplays and theories. And it's a musical about five kids and they go ride a roller coaster called the Cyclone, which again is very fitting because I work at a theme park. And it goes off the tracks and they die. And it's basically cats, like the musical cats for children. Um, oh, so God. they all have to, to compete to see who's going to get to uh, return to the land of the living. And it's sad, but it's sweet. And there are just some really great songs and it's funny. And yeah, I, it gives me a lot of feelings. Oh my gosh. I have to check this out. I yeah. also am a huge musical theater person. <laughs> so that sounds amazing. To dive into that. Yeah. Ride, ride the cyclone. Ride the cyclone. cyclone. Mm-hmm. Is it the cyclone in, um, uh, what is it? It's Coney Island, right? The, yeah. the cyclone, the old Ricky This Wooden is, it takes coaster. place in, um, Saskatchewan kind of, or Uranium oh. City. Okay. Somewhere in Canada. Cool. So it's not a real place, but gotcha. we did. I think we had a cyclone roller coaster at maybe Elitch Gardens. And Den- I used to live in Denver, but we had something yeah. very similar. In- yeah, I think most like cyclone is like a staple. For, yeah. Yeah. For an it's amusement common. park. Yeah. Yeah, I'm oh, scary. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm going to have to. Yeah. Is that the one? Is that the one that just spins around like you're no, standing like, against the wall? It's like an old rickety wooden coaster. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, the one very on final Island, destination. Sure it's, yeah, it's called the Cyclone. Is like 110 yeah, years they're, old or something. They're old. Yeah. Would not go on it. I'm not a roller coaster <laughs> person to begin with. <laughs> You're not gonna get me on an old rickety wooden one. <laughs> not gonna tempt fate like that. <laughs> Cherokee, what's got you in your feels? Uh, so my my feels are um un unreleased as of yet, but will be when this episode airs. So we're we're doing a Q&A with the cast of The Midnight Club next week, which is the new Mike Flanagan series. And I've been watching, and Lauren, I know you're a big fan. I've been watching the screeners this week so that I can oh, write so the jealous. questions for the interview. And it is, I can't turn it off. I watched six episodes yesterday. It is so, it comes out October 7th. So I think by the time this episode comes out, like, I, like, it'll be also released, but it is so good. It's like the plot of it, which is already announced, so I'm not breaking any rules here, is essentially like the, like um, a bunch of like terminally ill teens are at this like hospice, which is at like this old, old mansion. And the hospice obviously has some nefarious forces and some hauntings and like the kids who are like the Midnight Club, which is very like um, 16 Candles vibes, you know, um, but takes place in the 90s. And like the kids are, mm. yeah, kind of like experiencing this haunting. And it is completely new cast. Like all the, like uh, the main cast is all new. And then the uh, ensemble cast members from like Haunting in Hill House and Bly Manor and Midnight Mass like pop in ever so often, have like smaller, smaller roles in it. But it is so good. The, like, it's just like there's some breakout roles in this cast, I swear. It's, it's, it's really, really good. So, oh, um, yeah, that's, I've been, I am using all my self control to not watch the other four episodes because I have to wait for my like producer to watch them with me. But, um. oh, no. <laughs> 
Oh, I spooky season's almost here. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Yeah, we're a few days few days away. We'll we'll be in uh we'll be we'll be mid skeleton war by the time this episode premieres. We so. will. Yeah. <laughs> I I am bringing something that was I was in my feels about literally like three weeks ago that I'm in my feels about again <laughs> because um, yesterday was Last of Us Day, which is like a day every year that um, uh, the Last of Us, the Naughty Dog, the studio that releases the Last of Us video games, like kind of celebrates the Last of Us, and for it HBO released the first full length trailer for the Last of Us. <laughs> And I like I saw it pop up on my Twitter first thing yesterday morning and literally had to like click away and then like stand up and like walk around a little bit before I could watch it (laughs) because I am so excited for this TV show and like everything that comes out about it just makes me more and more excited. And the like minute long trailer we got yesterday looks so good and we got to see and hear the first um sight and sound we've heard and seen of the main monsters the 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 clickers the um zombies in last of us and it looks amazing and sounds just like the video game and i'm just i'm like cannot contain myself i'm so (laughs) excited i can't believe i have to wait until early next year they haven't even like picked a month yet i don't think it's so painful it's so hard to see a teaser for something and then they're like 2027 and i'm like are you kidding (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> brutal. Just don't Absolutely tell me, brutal. honestly. I don't want to know until yeah, I, exactly. it's closer to the premiere. <laughs> well, I think that that's it for us for this week. So, Lachlan, can you tell people where they can find you online? Sure. I am mostly on TikTok at Loch Ness Official. Um, and you can also find me on Twitter at Lachlan O'Neill and Instagram as Lachlan O'Neill as well. Amazing. I love that you got Loch Ness official on, yes. on TikTok. That <laughs> is incredible. Great handle. Yeah. I, I tried to get it on Tumblr, but there apparently is already a Loch Ness official. And I'm like, well, <laughs> guess I'm not that official, but it's okay. <laughs> well, thank you so, so much for, for coming on and for sharing your experience um, of, of DashCon. And we'll see you around the internet sphere. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And finally, I'm Lauren Shippen, and you can find me at thelaurenshippen.tumblr.com. And I'm Cherokee McAnally, and you can find me at chero.tumblr.com. This has been Dashboard Diaries, and may your anons always be loving, your dash always refreshed, your gifts always be loading, and your ships always canon. May the fixer reading always be finished, and the answers you seek always in the reblogs. Thanks for scrolling with us. Thank you.